Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, hello, guys. Welcome back to The Treatment Room. I'm your host, Tessa Zali. In today's episode, I have a little two-part journey for us. So for the first part of the episode, I have some big news I want to share with you guys. And in the second part, I want to spend some time answering some of your listener questions from social media. But let's start with the big news. You guys will probably already know if you follow me on social media by the time this episode is up. But my big news is that I have a website launching And yeah, it will have launched by the time this episode is out. I will put the site in the show notes in case you guys want to check it out, tessaskin.com. Essentially, my website is for my services, and (laughs) this website is just uh, so big for me on so many levels. First of all, I have been doing business for the past few months all over DMs. My business started really organically in my business, if you don't know, is virtual skin consulting and personalized routines. So it started completely organically and I was just getting messages probably a couple every week asking if I could help people with their skincare, if I could make a routine for them, if I could look at pictures of them, if I would be up for talking more about their skin and customizing a routine. I really wasn't able to to work with people um, in a capacity on my own because I was working for another spot at the time. Um, So I was a little bit limited, but once COVID hit and I went out on my own, I knew it was the perfect time to start this business because I really had the demand for it. A lot of people were looking for help with their skin and a lot of people didn't feel comfortable going into spas um, just because everyone has a different level of comfort in a pandemic. And even outside that, I know the business will last once, once COVID is gone because it really is a level of personalized services you can't really find at a spa. There's just not the time to talk about all the things I talk about in looking at somebody's holistic health So that means looking at their whole picture of skin health and their whole body and how it's functioning and looking at all of the daily habits in their routine as well as the products they're using. I really think skincare is about a lifestyle. I know you hear that a lot. This is a lifestyle brand and et cetera, et cetera, but it truly is your skin is a reflection of everything going on in your life. It's a reflection of your stress, your sleep, your mood, as well as what you're eating, your digestion, and of course, the topicals we put on our skin. So I have dedicated my business to helping people 
find solutions for their skin through one-on-one -on -one help. And so that's what my business really is about. And I needed this website because <laughs> I have just been DMing with people back and forth for the past few months, which has been fine, but I kind of just feel bad that there hasn't been a place where people can go for clear information. And we know if somebody's confused, it can easily turn them away. Confused buyers don't buy. So I want to make it super clear. I want to just be able to say, hey, here's my website, testaskin.com. Go over there, check it out, see if the pricing is reasonable for you, see if you can get to know a little bit more about the process, about me, about my background and my education, why I do what I do. And these are the transformations and the results I have gotten so far with my program. So it's it's really just a hub for all of that. You can see my services. You can schedule your appointment with me. I currently offer virtual skincare consultations. I also offer email consultations. If somebody doesn't want to do like a whole one hour FaceTime session, they just want some um, faster recommendations. I also offer follow-up visits, of course. So my first time visits with clients are a one hour virtual consultation. After that, Follow-ups are usually a little less time intensive because we don't have to go through everything, but we will chat about anything on my client's mind and we will start making steps to sort of step up their, their skincare, the actives they are using, maybe introduce things that are a little bit more potent or targeted so that way we can slowly reach their um, desired goal, but over time. I I never am a fan of just giving somebody a million new products and, and giving them the most potent things off the bat because I think so much of um, our skin health is dependent on having a healthy foundation. And most people I work with are coming to me because they don't have that healthy foundation. Of course, there's sometimes those people who are you know, already on a great routine and just want to step it up. But I would say for the most part, people come to me with either chronic conditions like acne or rosacea, which I do specialize in, or they have a really compromised barrier from years of poor or improper product use. And we really have to rehab that barrier from a corneotherapy standpoint, which means identifying some potential root problems or triggers and really repairing that barrier. So for, for example, with somebody who is breaking out a ton, their skin is just wildly unpredictable. I would start with really repairing that barrier, getting them a nice hydrated base, making sure they have the right healing and calming routine before perhaps like phase two or follow-up where I would recommend some more intensive acne ingredients if they still need it. Sometimes I find with a lot of people, just that hydration and, and calming is what has been missing. Maybe they've been doing a lot of exfoliation and they're really good with their cleaning, but they just might be really stripped and compromised. So I am always a fan of getting somebody nice and hydrated and healed. And then from there, we can add more intensive things in. But that's very much a part of my philosophy. I call it a um, kind of like a step up approach. And I know a lot of estheticians feel this way as well. But um, 
yeah, I just find the skin does not always respond the best when you throw intensive treatments that it hasn't been prepped for. Um, when you just throw that at the skin, I see it all the time too, with people who have gone out and had intensive laser treatments, really, really hot, high heat lasers, and their skin was never prepared. So I'm all about the prep work and just a gradual approach to skincare overall. So that was a mouthful, but that's a little bit about my philosophy and the services I'm going to be offering. But I think the website not only does it offer all of the information I want people to know about me, I think it paints uh, a picture of my brand and sort of how I want people to think of me when they look at the site. And branding extends from my social media to my podcast, to my YouTube, to my Instagram, to my website, to the materials that I use and give my clients, whether it is their little skin guide or their personalized routine. I like to have my branding reflected in all of that. So it's really cool to see all of that reflect in my site. I'm also going to have some other fun features. I want to add some exclusive video content and make it more of a desirable destination for estheticians to go and learn and hang out. And um, a blog is another big part of the website. I am actually a writing major. I was a writing major in college and I love to write. It brings me so much joy and it's just something I obviously don't get to do a ton now except for um, my Instagram posts, but it's going to be so much fun for me to have a blog because I can really deep dive without any kind of word count limit and really get into some topics that I know you guys are curious about. I have loved Renee Rouleau's blog for the longest time, and I truly use that as a resource. If I have a question about a skincare topic, I will go to her blog, type that in, and try to find the answer. So I was very much inspired by that, and I hope to put out some unique information that you guys can use as some resources in your education. So I think that's pretty much... It when it comes to my website, I think it's obviously going to grow and evolve, but yeah, I just really can't wait to share it with you guys. It's like the first kind of official thing I am putting out there in regards to my brand. So I'm just nervous, but super excited. And I hope you guys love it. I hope you love the aesthetic. I also just never pictured myself as a business owner or as somebody who would have a website. So it's kind of surreal to me. I've definitely been battling with some imposter syndrome this year just because I've been doing things that are definitely out of my comfort zone and that I just never really envisioned for myself. I really admire I really admire a lot of you who say that you want to be business owners and you've always known that because I feel like I I didn't. It really took me years of kind of like pushing past the expectations I had for myself and the limits, the self-imposed limits I had on myself. So this is just really cool on so many levels. And I'm happy for my clients who 
who and my future clients who don't have to try to communicate with me via DM. I just feel I feel official and <laughs> finally legitimized, but I'm so thankful for the support. It is truly kind of mind-blowing to me that I have been able to run this business just through social media and through Instagram DM. So maybe that's inspiring to those of you who are not sure if you will be able to have your own client base. If you work on your social media, if you're authentic, you share your journey and you produce high quality content, I think it is an amazing tool for generating clients. Like I don't even know where these people come from, but somehow they find me and I don't know, friendships are born, clients are made. So social media and Instagram is a wonderful thing. I've also had a lot of clients come from TikTok, some come from YouTube. So it doesn't have to be Instagram. I really just suggest finding a tool that works for you and that you like spending time on and creating content for. And I really do think it will come back to you. I also just wanted to mention... I mean, I have this website now, but it is proof that if you have the best intentions, if you work hard on educating yourself, educating your client base, and just committing to a very high level of service, like I haven't even put any sort of like legitimate site out there. And it's just proof if you if you do those things, you will attract good people and people will put their faith in you and it will honestly blow your mind. It's blowing my mind that people even trusted me before I had a website or or photos, but I think it really goes to speak to the power of intention and I think that that anticipation can really build from a very grassroots organic place. You don't have to be this big business on the blog or have the most money or have the most impressive website, it really starts with those one-on-one relationships and I think the energy you put out there into the universe. So (laughs) that's my big news. Please let me know what you guys think when you do get a chance to check out the website. Alrighty, I want to spend the rest of the episode answering some questions. Okay. Let's see. I love when you guys submit your questions, by the way. It helps me out so much. Sometimes I feel like I'm spamming you asking, like, what do you want to know next? What's on your mind? What are you thinking about? What are your concerns? What are your questions? But thank you guys for always just interacting with me and being so responsive. Okay. What are some supplements that are best for hormonal acne? Hmm. Okay. Good question. Acne in general, some favorite supplements of mine are vitamin A, zinc, panthenol, panthenol, very healing. That's a favorite. All of these actually work topically as well. Vitamin E to take internally can be congestive topically. Vitamin C is also another really good one to take internally or use topically. However, I don't suggest going into a high percentage of L-ascorbic acid right off the bat if you are breaking out. It can be too stimulating and a little too active if you are actively breaking out. But there are some forms of vitamin C, um, such as a non 
acid-based C, like a magnesium ascorbyl phosphate, sodium ascorbyl phosphate, those can be good um, to introduce to the routine. However, I would tackle the active breakouts first and possibly introduce those um, maybe in like a second phase where things are a little bit more calm, but I wouldn't use that um, as like your main topical if you were breaking out a ton. Um, and chromium can also be another good vitamin. I would actually highly encourage for more information to take Julie Reese's class. She offers virtual aesthetics training. I will put that in the show notes. If I forget, just bug me, but I will put the link for contacting Julie or for the class, whatever I can find in the show notes. And her acne course is absolutely amazing. It is, I would say, a more advanced training for acne, but lots of good information. I didn't know about acne before I took her course and she goes over supplements. She's, she goes over a ton of good information as well as how to tackle hormonal acne. So highly recommend. I could, I could honestly spend this whole episode, um, talking about acne, but maybe that's for another time. Okay. Did you ever feel discouraged as a beginner SD? How did you came how did you gain com- how did you gain your confidence in skincare? Oh my gosh, did I feel discouraged? Yes. I mean, guys, and I never thought I would be like anything special in the aesthetics community, not that I am, but I didn't see myself as a business owner. I was kind of just along for the ride and like very wide-eyed, bushy-tailed, like deer in headlights, so excited about skincare, loved it so much. I've always just been super eager and hungry to learn. Like I am not the most talented person in any regard, but I will work super hard and I just have like an unyielding, I don't know, fire for learning more and passion for education. So But yeah, like in school, I was very discouraged because everyone around me seemed so much more confident. They seemed way more skilled. I couldn't even do like a wax successfully without my partner hating me. Um, I was, I guess I was decent at facials, but I didn't feel like I was like the star of the class by any means. So I was definitely discouraged in school. I think it's really easy to feel overwhelmed in school and you're like, questioning your future at the same time. It's just, it's a lot to be like working on your craft and have that expectation to actually like have that job at the same time. It's kind of like being in a vacuum. I don't know. It's a lot of pressure. Um, And when I graduated school, I felt discouraged all the time because as the new SD, I was always working at spas where I was the new girl. Like everyone had five to 10 plus years of experience, like being that brand new esthetician, like with literally zero experience, except for giving your classmates facials. Like I was so intimidated. I did not think I was worthy. I questioned myself all the time. I was so nervous to start. And yeah, I mean, you get a few little complaints or people say like it was fine, but it didn't compare to, you know, the person they've had facials before on staff who, yeah, has 10 years of experience. Of course, it's not going to compare. So I got so down on myself. Oh my gosh, like 
I, it got to the point where my boss didn't even want to like tell me if there was bad news because she, I think she could see on my face how I would like crumble and just be like, like try to act tough and put on a good face and like it didn't hurt my feelings, but I would get so crushed. Oh my goodness. So I can totally relate. And yeah, like any kind of feedback like that, it would bother me for days on end. Um, And I would just feel so down on myself and like I should quit, but do not quit. Keep going. Use that feedback. Like I know it stings, but use that feedback to get better. Use that feedback to give more pressure or less pressure or be more thorough with your extractions or more present in your facial massage. Whatever the feedback is, there's probably like a little bit of truth to it, even though sometimes it's like it feels so uncalled for and it's especially hard when you're trying your best but you just don't have that like repetition to back up your skills yet and it will come so try not to dis- to get discouraged and stay being a sponge and keep keep learning more but don't get discouraged try to just channel that into trying harder the next time and and leaving literally leaving nothing on the table like walk out of work that day knowing i put my absolute all into everything i was present with everyone i tried my absolute best and if you've done that hey it's okay the the rest the rest of it will come the skills will come with time Ooh, okay. Favorite products to help with acne scarring. Truly so many things you can do for acne scarring. I think kind of the gold standards would be vitamin C, which is going to stimulate collagen. And like I said, you don't want to introduce that when somebody has a ton of active breakouts, but it can be a really important ingredient for boosting collagen, which is what you want if there is that lack of volume in certain areas. And sometimes people say acne scarring and they mean pigment or hyperpigmentation. So I'm assuming this person means like true acne scarring, such as like pitting, that kind of thing. PIH or pigment is actually not true acne scarring. So I just wanted to mention that because it is like a common misspoken phrase. Um, And the next thing would be a retinol. Retinol is also going to boost collagen and elastin, and it is going to turn over those old cells to bring new fresh cells to the surface. And retinol is going to be probably one of the main difference makers, but vitamin C and retinol really support each other and work really well together if somebody is at the stage where their skin can readily accept those. Those are two products I would highly recommend. Of course, your chemical peels, (laughs) can't speak, of course, your chemical peels are also really going to help produce new collagen and elastin. You could do a TCA peel. You could do a Jesner's peel if you can tolerate it. You could start with some light glycolic or some light lactic peels just to just to kind of start things up and work your way up to more intensive peels. And then one of my favorite in-clinic services for people with true acne scarring or any kind of texture Um, trauma for acne would be microneedling. It is a treatment where it's going to be a subtle difference after the treatment. It's definitely not like 
you get one microneedling treatment and your acne scarring is gone. It can require between, I would say, four to six, um, maybe even more than six if you have true acne scarring. So it's a great, great treatment, great for reproducing that collagen um, and helping with acne scarring. That really is what it is best best um, used for. However, yeah, you just need to do them consistently and in a series, but I hope that helps. Okay, the next question is, have you ever had a client where you honestly didn't know how to help them? Yeah, I think that feeling I can definitely relate. And I would say I had that feeling more frequently when I was new. I think my attitude now, I have a lot more confidence. I'll tell you that. And there's, I really think there's always something I can do to help somebody. There are definitely times where an acne condition or rosacea, some type of chronic medical condition is beyond our scope of practice as estheticians. And that's an opportunity for you to work with a dermatologist and refer your client out to see to see somebody. I used to feel like this was almost like, I don't know, I used to feel like somebody was going to be angry at me if I told them I actually need to refer you out. I've never had that experience. I think people are just honestly looking for answers and they respect you and your opinion. And sometimes they're just relieved to even know what the next step is and they will always respect your honesty. So if you don't know how to help somebody and it feels beyond your scope of practice or even beyond your expertise, it's okay to be honest. But I do want to assure you guys, especially as you get a little farther along, you you probably do have some great tools to help somebody. And even if that means getting them on a basic, consistent routine, I bet you 80% of people, I mean, it's probably 80% of people that I see that really aren't on the correct, consistent routine. And they need your professional opinion and they need your guidance and at least setting up that normal daily routine that they can do morning and nighttime. If somebody's not using a sunscreen, there you go. That's something you can do if they're not washing their face. That is something you can do. If they don't have any exfoliation in their routine, you would be surprised. A lot of people don't. That is something you can offer them. If they're not using any type of serum or targeted ingredient, or they have all of those things, but they don't have quality professional products, there you go. That's a way you can help them. I mean, there are definitely situations that are beyond our capabilities as estheticians sometimes. Hormonal acne, for example, there's a lot we can do, but sometimes hormonal acne or, you know, grades four and five acne where we're not able to totally treat it without somebody looking at an internal issue that's going on, such as hormone imbalance, allergy testing, those kinds of things. It is okay to to refer out and you really should. It is our responsibility as estheticians to refer out for things that are beyond our scope. I want to know more about that question. So if you resonate with that question, let me know. 
let me know kind of the circumstance where you felt you didn't know what to do and you felt like somebody's skin was beyond your abilities. I would love to know. Ooh, I like this one. Okay, when in doubt, what keeps you motivated and optimistic? Okay, I really appreciate this question and I get it a lot. I don't know if it's because it looks like I'm somebody who's always <laughs> positive or what, but I'm really not, you guys. Like if anything, I can be pretty pessimistic. I have to form the habit of happiness and when I notice those negative thoughts kind of creeping in or I wake up just not excited to start my day, I want to stay in bed, I don't want to do my facial routine, that's probably how I feel most of the time. So that's where I say I think motivation is really overrated and it's more about discipline and setting yourself up for success and happiness. I do not feel like making my bed most mornings. I don't feel like doing my new face routine or going for a walk or doing yoga or working out. Sometimes I I don't even feel like working on my business or writing an Instagram post or filming a YouTube video. Kind of would say it's a balancing act of enforcing those habits when I know they are what's best for me such as, yeah, getting up, making my bed, brushing my teeth, doing my skincare routine. I know I'm going to feel better after I do that. I know I'm going to feel better after I get some fresh air and some vitamin D and see a little bit of nature outside on a walk, even though it does not sound appealing when I'm inside. I just woke up. It's dark and it's cold outside. But there's a lot of things I just do because I I love myself and my future self and I want her to be happy. So I I do a lot of things that I don't want to do. And when it comes to things that, you know, just don't sound appealing at the time, I definitely will just listen to my body and listen to how I'm feeling if I can afford to. If I've been really great about my filming schedule and recording my podcasts. I can take a break when I don't feel like it. And I know that I can come back to it when I'm feeling a little bit more positive or in the mood. I try not to force it. I feel like this is conflicting advice, but I try not to force it when it really doesn't sound appealing. So yeah, I don't know. I definitely don't feel motivated all the time. I just, I have to remind myself often like how good it's going to feel when I cross that thing off my list or I complete that task. I mean, building the website, it look, you don't really get the whole picture when you just look at a website. You're like, great, a website, but you don't know all the effort that went into designing the components and writing the copy and like thinking of the business model and how the services were going to work and whether you should offer them and what the pricing should be like a lot goes into it and there were definitely days it seemed too daunting so I try to just do one thing at a time and if I need a break I really try to give myself a break and come back to it when you're feeling better I mean working out is another thing I definitely do not feel like doing it all the time but it's again one of those things where 
it sucks when you first start and 10 minutes in you'll start to enjoy it and you'll get in the mood and same thing goes for a lot of things like eating healthy or getting on your work grind a lot of times you don't want to go to work but once you're in it and you're talking to your clients and you're being yourself and you're just practicing your craft you enjoy it more so I try to give myself a little push when I can but don't be fooled. A lot of times I just kind of have to rely on that discipline. And again, just like think of my future self and what she's deserving of and the kind of life I want for her. I don't want an average life by any means. If it was easy for everybody to have a business and a podcast and a YouTube channel and a brand, everybody would do it. And Um, I know it's hard and it's a rare thing and that's because it does take a lot of discipline and hard work. So I try to kind of just keep my eyes on the prize and um, enjoy it. Enjoy it where I can. (laughs) I hope that helps. What is your favorite skincare brand for Estes with their own business? Ooh, no brainer. For me, it's Glymed. And I didn't even realize how popular Glymed was until I opened an account. And I just, I don't know, it's kind of like once you recognize it, you see it all around you. I just, I had no idea how popular it was. But I think for good reason, they have so much knowledge education, training, resources, support, such a great team behind them. If I have a question, I can text my rep and she'll get back to me within a couple hours, um, usually sooner than that. But I really appreciate having that support. I think it is so crucial when you are a new SD, especially. I mean, everyone, everyone with a business needs that support because if you have a question, if something does come up, you want you want that support to rely on. So as you are looking at brands, I would kind of scope out how responsive they are, how they talk to you, see if they have a live support number you will be able to reach. Are you only able to email them? Every company is different. And another great thing about Glymed is the education, which I mentioned before, but their education has not only like, I feel like a lot of brands just center their education around selling their products, if you know what I mean. I feel like Glymed just offers so much fantastic high level education. I would have never gotten from a lot of other brands. But I mean, when it comes to acne or rosacea or hyperpigmentation, I have been able to actually advance my education because of the courses and webinars and podcasts that they offer. So I'm super thankful for that. I feel like it has just made me a better esthetician. I also think it is really neat that they offer you kind of like a retail store where you can directly ship your clients products. They go in, they enter their information. You don't have to put it on your credit card and it ships it straight to them. And then you benefit from the commission. I'm an offer is 40, I believe it's 40% commission, which is very generous in my opinion. It is an incredible way for SDs to supplement their paycheck and support themselves. I, yeah, I'm just really, really thankful for them because it has been such a, 
such a little like security blanket of cushion, especially in hard times where things are unpredictable and I don't have a physical business. So being able to make that commission from working from home and making my own schedule is amazing. And I'm really thankful that FindMed offers that. I could say more. I could go on and on. I love their philosophy. I love how forward thinking their formulas are, their ingredients. They're always coming out with new products. Um, Their founder is an esthetician. I could go on, but Glymed is my favorite. Oh, last thing I'll say is I find they have the best product range for specific concerns. Whereas I didn't find that with um, some of the other brands I was looking at. Some brands sort of just have more general products, but they didn't have like specific products for rosacea or somebody with an impaired barrier, those kinds of things. So I really appreciate how specific Glymed's products are. And there's a lot of them, but there really is a product for everybody and a range of products for everybody. So it doesn't feel like it's just um, sort of like one size fits all, like broad, um, broad range of products. You can really treat specific conditions with Glymed. So I love that. Best makeup remover for combo skin. Okay. I will tell you my, I kind of have like a little trifecta here, but First would be micellar water. I feel like, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people think micellar water is kind of like on the outs. For me, forever and ever, it is my favorite. I look for an oil-free, fragrance-free formula. My favorite is the Bioderma Sensitive version. It has no fragrance and no oil. And I've never had a problem with it or seen anyone have a problem with it. So I really like that. I am not a fan of oil cleansers or cleansing balms. I think they really just get in the way of the cleansing process. And I think it's actually a really inefficient way to remove makeup. So micellar water first. Second, I really like the makeup eraser. If you're just looking for something super simple, anyone can use something that is eco-friendly, go with the makeup eraser. You don't have to add an extra product into your routine and wonder if it's going to react. Um, You literally can remove your makeup with the microfiber cloth and water. So that is a great go-to. Usually that's my go-to and I'll use micellar around my eyes. And then just to make sure you completely remove everything. I like to double cleanse and I use a cream cleanser for my first cleanse or some sort of like milky cleanser. The Glymed Mega Purifying Cleanser is my favorite and you can shop it in my Glymed store, which I will link in the show notes. Um, But I use the Mega Purifying and then I use a cleansing gel for my second cleanse, which at the moment I'm actually using my own. So (laughs) little teaser there. What do you think about the Peach and Lily products? Have you tried? Okay, no, I haven't. I have heard good things from people. However, I just don't really dip my toe in the over the counter skincare world. Honestly, I'm so jaded from my acne experience. I really don't trust just like any brand at Sephora or any new just like indie brands. Not that I don't want to support small businesses, but 
I, I don't know if they are a small business even, but I really only stick to treatment lines and I like having confidence in the results I'm going to deliver my clients. So brands that offer pharmaceutical grade products really have the money, the clinical testing. Um, they have the most forward thinking ingredients and formulas. I'm all about the formulas and yeah, I I know some people say certain over-the-counter brands are science-backed, but I just don't dip my toe in that world. So if you love it, that is fantastic. Um, it just wouldn't be a product I would reach for because I'm so much more confident in everything else I've used. So I can't really think of like a use case where any of those products would replace the tools I already have in my toolbox. But if you love it, I'm super happy for you. I am not saying anything bad about Peach and Lily. <laughs> what is your favorite moisturizer right now? I actually have two. So I've been alternating. I've been using the Glymed Rosacea Relief, which I just noticed like instantaneous redness reduction and calming in my skin and I actually don't technically have rosacea and people who don't have rosacea can still use rosacea relief by Glymed. It is a very calming formula. It is not the most dewy. I was kind of surprised I liked it because it's a little bit more mattifying. Um, but I really like that because it does work to absorb some of the oil on your skin. You guys probably know if you have rosacea, the mites that are prevalent in rosacea skin types, they really feed off of human sebum. So by controlling that oil, you really control the mites food source, hence you control the inflammation and the rosacea immune response. So I like that for a really like calming moisturizer. Usually I'll use it in the daytime. At nighttime, I'm using the Glymed Intense Peptide Moisturizer. I am really enjoying this one because it's it's the perfect level of hydration for me. It's kind of like in between uh, a thick cream and a lightweight cream. It's kind of just like in the middle where it never feels too thick, but I never feel dry. I just feel nice and hydrated and supple. So that's a good all-around moisturizer that truly anyone can use. If you are oily, but you like something a little bit thicker for nighttime, you can totally use that. All of Glymed's moisturizers are non-comedogenic and acne safe. So even oily clients can use that if they want a little bit more at night. And on the other hand, if you're super dry, but you don't want to overdo it with thick creams, which guys, having a thick moisturizer does not equal more hydration. It's about the quality of the ingredients. Do you have humectants and emollients in the product? Do you have peptides? So intense peptide moisturizer for me is like the perfect go-to moisturizer. And if you're on the fence about what moisturizer to get somebody, they will probably love that one. It's just the perfect mix of like hydrating, but still lightweight, but still nourishing. I don't know. It's kind of hard to explain, but try it for yourself. You can always get a little trial size of a lot of Glymed's products. They have travel or trial sizes for most of their products. So again, I will link 
my ViMed store in the show notes below. I think I'm going to cap the episode here, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for listening to my big news and for submitting your questions. I'm here for you. If anything is on your mind, if you have a topic you would like me to discuss on the next show or a guest you really think I should have on, send me a little direct message. I would love to know. Thank you guys for listening and I will talk to you in the next episode.